Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we do have some Tennessee Titans news to go over first. We got the return off IR of a very important offensive player for the Titans, but it is not who you are expecting. And then, of course, time to dive into the mailbag. I am going to be answering all of your guys' questions. All of that on a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, let's go. It is a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. Also, make sure you check out the podcast on video at the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button. Check me out on social media, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Also want to give a big shout out to all of you guys who follow me on Twitter. 5,000 followers as of Monday. Unbelievable. Appreciate all of the support. I could not do it without you guys. Follow the show on Facebook, at Locked on Titans Pod. Another reminder. I am the only Tennessee Titans content creator that is putting out daily Monday through Friday content, not only during the season, but all year long. So if you haven't subscribed already based on all the things I said up front, well, then go ahead and do that now. But with all that said, we do have a lot to discuss today. You guys sent in a ton of mailbag questions in my mailbag shows always run super long anyway, but we got news to discuss with the Tennessee Titans some actual roster news. On Monday, the Titans designated to return from IR, that means opening the 21-day practice window, for fullback Tory Carter. Now, if you guys follow me on Twitter or if you listen to the podcast religiously, you have heard me gush over Tory Carter and how important he is to the Titans offense and the diversification of the Titans run game. And the typical response I get is, well, they have Kari Blossom game. Well, I'm sorry, guys, but Kari Blossom game is nowhere near as effective as Tory Carter. Kari Blossom game doesn't play with the same violence. He doesn't play uh, play with the same physicality. He doesn't have the same speed and change of direction either. And just to highlight that with some numbers for you guys, I always like to give my opinion, but I always like to contextualize that with stats or with film or with both. And this, I'm going to use both. So first, the numbers here. With Kari, Kari, Tory Carter as the starting fullback for the Titans on outside zone and toss sweeps, Tory Carter gives the Titans a 5.4 yards per carry. With Kari Blossom game in the same situations, the Titans have a 2.7 yards per carry. Literally, the yards per carry is cut in half, depending on who the fullback is. Now, of course, um, 
there are some, you know, with Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, all of that. But either way, the point is, Torrey Carter is a better fullback. And from my vantage point from watching on the film, it's obvious that Carter is a better option. And not only is he better at fullback, but the things the Titans are willing to do in the run game are different with Carter in as compared to having Kari Blossom game in there. The Titans will run a ton of counters where they pitch it one way, but the running back is designed to come back the other way. Misdirection plays in the similar, uh, similar vein, except for without the pitch. You know, you fake the handoff going to the left, and then the quarterback quickly changes it to the right. Torrey Carter will be fullback on the strong side and then he'll come back weak side and blow people up. I gave you the numbers on the pitch sweeps and the toss sweeps and the outside zone combined. So that already is a double up in terms of production with Carter in there. So whether you want to talk stats, whether you want to talk film, either way, Torrey Carter is a boon to the Titans run game because now the Titans can do their entire playbook in the run game instead of taking out certain plays that Quite frankly, Kari Blossom game just couldn't execute. I want to give a shout-out to No Flags Film for that data that I just went over. You can find that on Twitter, at No Flags Film. Moving forward, though, that's the big roster news of the day for the Titans. On the Bengals' side, they did have a major injury as well. And for the Bengals, their defensive lineman, Larry Ogunjobi, he has been great. For Cincinnati this year, he's basically like that Danico Autry for the Titans. He can play defensive end in a 3-4. He shifts down to the defensive tackle spot in their rush packages. He's been awesome, and specifically, specifically against the Cincinnati, or against the uh, Oakland, I'm just all over the place, against the Los, I'm sorry, I'm so excited about Torrey Carter. I've been going on about Torrey Carter all day. I do got to say this one thing. I literally put a tweet out asking all of the local beat reporters to find a way to get me an update on Torrey Carter. And with a couple, within a couple of hours, we got the news that he was ready to go. So that was pretty awesome. Can't lie there. But as for that Bengals news, Larry Ogunjobi has been excellent as a defensive lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was excellent, uh, purely excellent against the Las Vegas Raiders. He completely dominated up front against the Raiders' offensive line. I mean, I guess that's to be expected. The Raiders don't have a fantastic offensive line. But one thing we can say here is the Bengals do have a good offense or defensive line. So now we're seeing the fact that they're having some injuries up front. Could really hurt him because Ogunjobi was placed on IR for the rest of the year. So the Bengals are going to be without one of their most critical, critical players up front. So keep an eye out on that. Bengals defensive tackle Larry Ogan Joby out for the rest of the playoffs. That is huge. Now, with that news out of the way, it is time to dive into the mailbag. Very excited to answer all of your guys' questions. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to go quickly. Through these, you guys asked a ton of questions. Thank you all so much. Want to make sure that I get to them all before we get into it. Want to remind you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue this march through the playoffs and to the Super Bowl. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year and they have a new updated desktop and mobile website. Go there, sign up today. That's betonline.ag. And when you do, Use the promo code locked on. That's one word locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Literally free money at betonline.ag when you use that promo code locked on. So whether it be football, pro or college basketball, hockey, boxing, 
UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, it is a Twitter Tuesday, and it is time to dive into your mailbag questions. Remember, for the next mailbag, you can send your questions to me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans, or you can put them as a five-star review on Apple iTunes. I am going to get into some of the reviews that I need to catch up with for today's show later on, but I'm going to dive through these questions and told you guys I'm going to go quickly through them because there are so many, and thank you all so much for this uh, for the support. Utah Titan said, who would make the Super Bowl in the AFC if it's not the Titans or the Chiefs? Well, to me, that's the Buffalo Bills. And who's going to make it in the NFC? My quick prediction is going to be the same as it has been for quite some time, the Green Bay Packers. Shout out Utah Titan. Uh, Jordan Goodhart, a lot of does in there. I think it's just Jordan Goodhart, probably. But either way, he said, how do you think our play calling changes considering we're fully healthy? I think the Titans will be willing to take more risks. Basically, that they'll take more shots downfield. Um, they'll do more heavy play action that takes time to set up because they're confident the guys can get open. So I think that's really where the biggest change happens. Uh, Mike Inclon says, without making you go too in-depth, how are we looking for the offseason? Will we be able to keep the train going next year? Uh, offseason, I think the Titans are going to have to make some specific cuts to save some money, but look at all the talent on the team right now. You think John Robinson is going to let Harold Landry walk? You know, uh, stuff like that is just not going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. The Titans are going to be good to go next year, and we'll get into all of that as as the offseason progresses and arrives, but it's not time to talk about that right now. Shout out to you, Mike. Uh, Kenneth, New Jersey Titans fan, says, what's your prediction on the split and carries between Henry and Foreman, if I had my way, it'd be 22 for Henry and 8 for Foreman. Um, Titans Homer, my guy Titans Homer, saying, looking back at the 2021 regular season predictions, what was your record and closest score prediction? I can't think of my closest score prediction off the top of my head. That That is a, a I would have to go back and look at the things that I predicted. But I did predict the Titans to go 12-5 and five after they traded for Julio Jones. So, pat on the back. For your boy. Uh, Kata, my guy Pablo. Happy you got your account back, my friend. He said, unsung hero prediction. Who do you think will become the unsung, uh, unsung heroes on offense and defense on Saturday? He said, mine are Hilliard and Buster Screen. Okay. So, I think that on offense... It's going to be Tory Carter. I've been pumping him up the whole time. I think that having Tory Carter at fullback changes what the Titans can do on offense. It opens up the playbook and all the different style of runs that they're going to be able to run. And it's so important because, in my opinion, from watching the early film that I have, the Bengals are going to use four-man fronts against the Titans like the Colts do, like the Texans do, the people who know the Titans very well. That's what the Bengals like to do anyway. So when I talk about this all the time. When you go up against four-man fronts, that increases the second-level defenders. When you have an increase in second-level defenders, it's harder for the offensive linemen to get to all those second-level defenders because they're typically faster players. They have more movement. They get caught in traffic uh, less. So when you have a fullback and you go to fullback runs against four-man fronts, that helps have a second-level offensive player to match these second-level defensive players. So Torrey Carter, on the defensive side of the ball, I can't say that this is an unsung hero because he's been a sung 
hero, I guess you would call it, but it's going to be Danico Autry. They're going to double-team Jeffrey Simmons on the interior. Danico Autry is going to get one-on-one matchups, whether it be against Quentin Spain or whether it be against uh, the right guard of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I can't think of his number. I was watching it today. I'm still getting acquainted with the Bengals early in the week. It's Monday, so trying to get up to snuff on that. But Danico Autry is going to have to win his one-on-one matchups, and I think Torrey Carter will have a major impact in this game. Kevin! What up, Kevin Chessventer? Uh, he says, my wife is obsessed with Zendaya and Tom Holland's pairing, real life and in the MCU. What do you think is next for them within the MCU? Uh, I think that they will be reconnected. Of uh, Spoiler alerts for No Way Home, but if you haven't seen it by now, it's been like a month. That's on you. I think that they're going to go with a more pure Peter Parker story where he doesn't have all this help around him. They kind of set that up at the end of the movie. I think eventually what will happen is there will be some Avengers level threat or something like that take place at MIT where Ned and where uh, MJ are going to college and Peter will have to go there and she still has the sh- the shard of the uh, Black Dahlia flower. She's still wearing that necklace at the end of the movie even after she's forgot about Peter. So with that in mind, I think he's going to use that to help her remember who he is. They'll end on a good note uh, after the next few films. Tony Estes says, if you had to assign each remaining playoff team a superhero from either DC or Marvel uh, that would best fit their identity, who would you pick? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Iron Man for Kansas City. They're flashy. They're all in your face. They got a big ego, but man, Do they deliver when it counts? I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills as Captain America. Everybody loves the Bills. They seem like pseudo America's team. Um, I'm going to go with, oh man, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go with Spider-Man for the Bengals. They're they're the younger team. They're a new up-and-coming team. But man, do they have a lot of talent and do they have a a lot of superpowers? And then I'm going to go with Captain Marvel. For the Titans, I'm not a big fan of Captain Marvel and the movies and all that, but here's what I'll say. She's an underrated superhero. People don't really care about Captain Marvel as much as they care about Iron Man, Hulk, blah, 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 all that stuff, but she's actually the most OP out of all of them. If you want to actually make that Thor, if we're just going with the classic original Avengers, then I'll make the Titans Thor uh, because, again, out of, out of the Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, out of the big four, um, Thor is the one who gets the least amount of love, but he's the most powerful overall out of them. So I'll give the Titans that. Uh, don't have enough time to go through the NFC, but there's my AFC teams. Uh, Undercover Titan, uh, so shout out Tony Estes for that. Undercover Titans, uh, NSC fan, Warren Peace. Uh, he said, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? It's 24 miles per hour on average. Thank you for the question. Uh, Max, Melching said, what do you think the quarterback, uh, cornerback wide receiver matchups will be? Most people seem to think Fulton will be on chase, but I think he might line up more often on Higgins. Well, I actually agree with you on that, Max. I think we'll see Fulton on Higgins more than we see him on chase, but not by design. The Titans don't follow wide receivers. They don't say, Christian Fulton, you're guarding this guy the entire game. The Titans play their side. They don't get fancy and do matchups. So Fulton's going to be on his side. Jackrabbit's going to be on his side. And the Bengals will move their wide receivers around to get the matchups they want, but the Titans don't really care about that. They're going to play their defense, and, and that should be enough for them. 
Uh, next, Cody James. He said, in recent memory, the Titans have struggled to handle teams that attack us five wide, empty backfield with quick passing. This is the way I'd attack the Titans, given run defense strength and something all the remaining AFC playoff teams can do well. How should the Titans defend us? That is a tough answer for you, Cody, quite frankly. Um maybe if I was an actual NFL defensive coordinator, I could give you a better answer. But for for my take right now, what I would do with that is when the Bengals go five wide, the whole goal is to get the ball out quickly and to hit quick passes. So for me, I would play tight man coverage. I would say, hey, if you're going to line up in five wide and you think that you're going to be able to hit these quick passes and get in the holes in zone like they did against the Raiders, fine, we're going to man up on you. At some point, you got to trust your cornerbacks and trust your defensive backs. I know they have good wide receivers, but if I'm the Titans, I'm going man if I see them in five wide and saying, okay, okay, fine. We're going to go man, robber, uh, cover one robber, and uh, let's see if you can get those quick passes off before our defensive line eats your offensive line. Um, next, Tyler uh, Bonyol. Bonyol? Oh, uh, I, I'm sorry, Tyler, if I got that wrong. Uh, how do the Titans improve defensively against five wide after getting torched by Davis Mills? Well, I just gave you my answer there. I think the Titans need to go man coverage early on. Also, I think you need to consider having Buster screen out there even on early downs. I know that Molden is much better against the run and on early downs, but you can't leave yourself on an island like you did uh, against the Texans where they can put Tyler Boyd or Jamar Chase on Elijah Molden. They're going to destroy him, so can't do that. Um, moving forward, ZW24. I think that's a lemon. He said, I'm a huge fan of DC Comics and Batman. What are some of the things you are looking forward to most in the new Batman movie this year? Personally, I'm most excited to see Riddler in the Hush rule. Man, Hush is such a good comic. It's awesome. Uh, so I agree with you there. Uh, I think that I'm most excited just about the progression of Bruce Wayne. They're really going to focus on detective elements in this one, solving the mystery. I love a good mystery movie uh, that has plot twists and things like that. So really excited to watch Bruce Wayne be a detective, but I'm also excited to watch the growth of Bruce Wayne. This is a year two Batman, so he's definitely in the middle of developing not only what kind of Batman he wants to be, but what kind of Bruce Wayne he wants to be. So the psychological development of Robert Pattinson's Batman, I think is going to be super fun to watch and super interesting, at least to me, who I, I really like psychology and things like that. Last one in this segment from Paris DeSoto. He said, what to do, baby? What to do, Paris? Uh, Two-part question. Do you think our defense will be better with guys coming off of injury? I'm assuming he's saying next year, Farley, Weaver, and Rice, all the rookies. Or you think we'll need to pick up additional pieces and draft a free agency? What do you think our greatest weakness is on Saturday? That is a three-part question, Paris. Busted. Uh, anyway, though, I think the defense will be better getting those guys back. I think those guys help, and they were picked for a reason. Um, I do think that they'll need some additional pieces. I think they're going to have to um, add some depth on the defensive line, and I think uh, they're going to need to probably look into continuing to bolster the secondary with a guy like Jack Rabbit, who's an older player. Um, I think the Titans just need to add depth on defense overall. And our greatest weakness on Saturday is definitely the offensive line. The Bengals do have a good pass rush with Trey Hendrickson and um, 94 um, Hubbard. Am I right about that? I can't believe. I was just watching film earlier today. Yeah, so Hubbard, um, Ogunjobi's out now, but they got DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson. They blitz a little bit here and there with Logan Wilson. So I think the Titans offensive line is their greatest weakness. Uh, and that's going to do it. 
for this portion. Like I said, I always go so long in these mailbags trying to run through all these quickly. But thank you all for the questions. Before we get into more mailbag questions, I want to tell you guys about TurboTax Live. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes makes things interesting. Maybe you inherited a condo or renting it out, and maybe you're getting paid in crypto and aren't sure how it's taxed. For TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Luckily, TurboTax Live can match you with the right expert who has experience in your unique situation and can answer all of your tax questions right from your phone or computer. They can even take care of the whole filing process for you. When uh, you launched your own startup or are working multiple jobs and juggling multiple incomes and experienced TurboTax Live expert can help you during the entire filing process or do your taxes for you from start to finish to get you the tax deductions you deserve. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. Titans fans, let's continue this Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about some injury news for the Titans and the Bengals up front. Got to your mailbag questions. Now we're going to continue going through the mailbag. The next question that I have here comes from Luke Santiago. He says, if you could steal one player from any other team and add them to the Titans, uh, who would it be? Well, guys, if I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys, I'm taking Pat Mahomes off the Chiefs and I'm putting him on the Titans. Easy, easy question for me on that one, Luke. So that would be my answer. I have to expand a little more on that in a question later on. Um, I am Simon George said, if every playoff win meant you could take one player from the losing roster, who would you want to play for the remaining rounds? Well, first off, you got to win. So I would take the Bengals. And then the next game, I know this sounds crazy, but I would want to play the Chiefs. And he says, here are the rules. No quarterbacks. Real-world problems apply, short time to learn plays, rosters, cu- roster cuts, team chemistry, Super Bowl win means you can keep one for next season. Okay, so for me, playing the Bengals, it's simple for me. I'm taking Jamar Chase. Imagine Chase, Julio, and AJ. That would be absolutely disgusting. You get to uh, the next game, and I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know this isn't a a huge need for the... Well, I I changed my mind. It is a huge need for the Titans. I'm taking Travis Kelsey off the Chiefs. Remember, no quarterbacks. And then to the Super Bowl, I would play the Green Bay Packers, and I would take Jair Alexander. If you had Jair Alexander instead of Janoris Jenkins or Jackrabbit Jenkins uh, across from Christian Fulton, that would just be absolutely disgusting. So give me Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, and Jair Alexander. Uh, Next question here. J.P. Woodard says, did Foreman secure the number two running back spot with his play this year? My answer is no. I think that he could be a valuable depth piece, but guys, please don't forget that Deonta Foreman was on the couch when the Titans went and got him. It's not just the Titans that didn't want him. It's every other team in the NFL. I think you could find a running back better than Deonta Foreman in the draft if the Titans don't screw the pick like they did with Darrington Evans. So I I want Foreman on the roster, but I want him as like a, a third or fourth running back option. Um, Next, moving forward here. uh, Also, Twitter mixing up the timestamps on all my bookmarks. You're just making it so much more difficult for me to to do this. So to heck with you guys. Uh, That's all I got to say about that. Um, 
Jordan Cohen said, rank the NFC teams you'd want to face in the Super Bowl, not getting ahead of ourselves, but just for rooting purposes as the playoffs go on. The same for Bills and Chiefs. Um, so, number one, I would want to play San Francisco again. I, I like what the Titans did in the second half. I feel confident there. Uh, number two, I would want to play the Cardinals. I don't trust Cl- – actually, let me change that. I'd want to play the Cardinals again first. I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I would want to play the San Francisco 49ers second, then the Rams, then the Buccaneers, then the Packers at the very bottom of the list. So I don't want to play the Packers. I don't want to play the Bucks. The other three teams, whatever, man. Uh, going forward, uh, Joseph Soul said – do you think our secondary will hold up against Cincinnati if we should happen to lose one of our uh, four studs up front? When we rotated them out last week against Houston, we got railed. If they lose Bud Dupree, they can still survive. If they lose any of the other three, no, they can't. Um, uh, Cody Week said, okay, hear me out. Next offseason, we don't land a tight end via free agency or the draft, at least one of the good ones. So Nick Westbrook-Akina puts on some weight and bulks up and slides to the tight end role instead of playing wide receiver. He's already good at blocking, has decent hands. I understand the logic there, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no on that. Uh, another question from Cody here. What wide receiver's career could have been benefited the most from a stable quarterback situation? Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright, Corey Davis, or other, I'm going to say Kenny Britt. I think Kenny Britt had the most talent out of all three of those wide receivers. And uh, the things that Kenny Britt could do well, I think, if he would have been in a stable situation, those back shoulder fades on the sideline, toss-up balls where he goes and gets it over other people, that requires incredible trust, incredible chemistry, and incredible timing with your quarterback. And obviously, Kenny Britt never truly got that. Uh, Peter Jones said, question for the mailbag. A couple years ago, the Titans were allegedly in the running to pick up Tom Brady as a free agent. If we had secured Brady, would we be reigning Super Bowl champs and would we be the favorites this year? Um, okay, so Brady was a 2020 thing. So I'm going to say no. The Titans defense was too bad last year. They would not have won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. But would they be the favorites this year? Yes. And I think with Tom Brady, the Titans absolutely win the Super Bowl this year. No question about it. Um, Moving forward, moving forward. Sorry, guys, behind the curtain uh, with all my bookmarks all flipped up in time now. I got to make sure that I am uh, getting to all of your guys' questions here. This is great podcast content. Uh, Super excited about Tory Carter, though. Just letting you guys know that. I mean, we're getting there. We are getting down to the bottom. Uh, oh, Aiden Shaw said, what do you think of Ja and the Grizzlies right now? They're awesome, man. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. It kind of reminds me of um, the Bulls, when the Bulls really got going with Derrick Rose. Uh, that was really exciting. Or like when the Warriors really just started taking off, that was really fun. Uh, Ethan Jacobs said, what is the status on Fulton and Molden? Uh, if they are out, will our secondary be able to... Uh, Fulton came back in the game and Fulton practiced in the one uh, walkthrough the Titans had last week. So, no worries there. Molden is a little bit more concerning. I do think it would be a struggle with Molden, but honestly, like I mentioned earlier, I want to see a lot more buster screen in this game because Molden got taken advantage of on early downs in five wide scenarios. So, for me, I want to see more screen than Molden in this game. But yeah, it'll definitely hurt to not have 
Elijah Molden. Uh, Titans B2000, Matthew, I think is your name, uh, said, okay, first, uh, what were your thoughts on the Spider-Man movie? Where do you rank it uh, with the other Spider-Man movies and Marvel movies on the football side in an ideal game? How many carries are you comfortable giving Henry? Would you want him close to 30 carries like before? Uh, I loved Spider-Man. I thought it was awesome. I loved the early movie, so it was a lot of fan service to me. I think it is the best, if not the second best Spider-Man movie ever made behind Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock's original appearance with Tobey Maguire. I think it is a top five Marvel movie overall, probably number five for me. And hey, if Henry's out there, Henry's out there. Give him 30 carries. I'm with it. Um, I'm just hoping that he can only need 22 carries and doesn't need the full 30. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for all of the questions that I had in uh, in my Twitter bookmarks. I got a few questions from some people in my messages. Uh, want to make sure that I get into this. Sean Salvatore said, your preseason doom show, when I went over the worst case scenario for the Titans, pretty much covered the bases of Henry out, AJ out, Julio out, yet we still got number one. Do you think Vrabel and the team listened to that episode and went, damn, we better plan for these possibilities. Thus, the podcast saved our season. Um, you know, to give a long answer, yes. Yes, my podcast saved the Titans season. No question about that. Um, also, uh, the cool, I don't know your your actual name right now, so my apologies on that, but he has three questions. Um, a little off the beaten path. This is uh, whiskey-provoked questions, which are perfectly acceptable on the Locked On Titans podcast. But uh, if Serena Williams and LeBron had a kid, would that child be a better athlete than Bo Jackson? The answer is yes, they would be. Uh, if you could spend one season, match, event, or race as an athlete, what athlete would it be? For example, I'd choose Shaq from his Orlando days or any Mayweather fight or 2003 Vic. Uh, give me uh, Kobe Bryant from 2008 to 2011 when he won his two titles as the main dog. Uh, I would love that. Uh, your favorite car of all time. I'm not a big car guy. Got to admit, I don't really know anything about cars. But when I was younger, I always loved um, the Lamborghini Diablo. Yeah, that's what I would go with. Then. And then finally, this is a random argument we've been having at my job. What's the absolute lowest amount you would never... Um, what's the absolute lowest amount you would take to never work again? I said 25 mil. Some said 1, 10, but $10 million. I could figure it out. I, I would be fine. I would live within my means. Wouldn't, ha wouldn't have to be uh, crazy or anything like that. So those are the mailbag questions that I got from you guys. What I do want to do now is read some of the reviews because I always ask you guys to send in your questions as a five-star review. And while I don't always get questions there, I do want to at least acknowledge some of the reviews that I'm getting and make sure that you guys know that I am seeing those and do appreciate them. So let me dive into this first one here. Uh, answer that one. Okay. The pod goat jet lagger says, Tyler, I look forward to listening to your show every day. Your analysis and enthusiasm for the Titans is great. Thanks. Uh, you claim to only have a high school knowledge of the game, but I have learned so much from you. Keep up the great work and let's get it. Tighten up. Hey, I appreciate that pod goat. I got to tell you guys, when you tell me that I teach you stuff about football, uh, that is absolutely the best compliment I could ever get because this game has given so much to me and the people who taught it to me, I owe them the world. So if I can teach even a little bit back to somebody else uh, and make them enjoy the game more and they can pass that knowledge down and make their children or you know any young person in their community love the game that I love so much, um, all I want to do is push the game forward and push the game out to more people. So thank you so much for that. Um, Eric Dunn's number one fan. 
Uh, it says, best Titans podcast. Tyler does a stand-up job day after day. I appreciate how he breaks down both the technical analysis and general storyline of the team. Started listening occasionally this past all season, and this podcast is now locked into my daily routine. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. I appreciate that so much. It, listening every day is is insane. Most people, on average, only listen to about two or three shows a week. So listening every day, I, I do appreciate that very much. Uh, I like the Titans. Said, I really enjoy when Tyler gets into the X's and O's. It's refreshing that he obviously cares about the team but doesn't sugarcoat what he's seeing. The only time I have to tune out is when he talks about the Titans throwback uniforms. Hey, I respect it, but I appreciate it. My focus when I decided to do the podcast and got the job was to make sure that I focused on the X's and O's. I'm not just going to be a talking head up here all the time. Every week we dive into the scheme, and that's what matters to me most. Uh, Rock the Skillet said, you are going to chuckle after the first touchdown, and this was back in the middle of December. He said, after the first touchdown, um, I started yelling Bachman and turnovers drive, taking care of business after our first stop. TC of B, by the end of the game, everybody around me was rolling their eyes. As far as I'm concerned, I was just taking care of business. By the way, just uh, by the way, just anyone in my section, I am the loudest fan there. Vrabel has been called out for not playing starters more in the preseason. Looks like the second showed up and made plays. Preseason experiences are coming to positive outcomes. You're dang right about that, especially with how the depth has been tested this year. Fatboy Guar said, Love to take on Tannehill in your rant, but you have to channel your inner Chris Farley and stop fixing the hair and let it fly. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Hair is getting all crazy. Just kidding. I can't do it. Uh, Neo said, I wonder if it's the Neo. Just kidding. Uh, best podcast on here. I never write reviews, but Tyler deserves it. This man has so much passion and love for the game and the Titans. I look forward to these pods every day. Hey, thank you so much, Neo. You're you're not wrong, though. Uh, I have a lot of passion, a lot of energy in general, not only just with the podcast, but in life. Uh, the people closest to me can uh, may refer to it as being a tad obnoxious, but hey, man, I just got a zell for life. I love living, I love football, and I love the Tennessee Titans. So that's going to do it for this mailbag. Uh, that's going to do it for this Twitter Tuesday. As always, they go long as heck, but want to make sure that I get to all your guys' questions because I really do appreciate it. Uh, that's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.